Hello and welcome to Behind Closed Boards with Altius Building Company. I'm Jonathan Ward, your host, and on today's episode, we will be talking to Darren Miller and Brandon Appleby of Altius Building Company regarding how to prepare for your tenant improvement project. For references sake, today's podcast is being recorded on February 13, 2023. Uh, Darren and Brandon have collectively 50 years of experience in construction management, uh, focusing on both commercial, multifamily, and executive residential projects throughout Southeast Wisconsin. Altius also offers development integration services that provide clients with front-end development services, such as site selection, due diligence, financial modeling, etc. Gentlemen, it's no secret that we're moving to the third ward from Brookfield later uh, this month and wanted to talk to our listeners a little bit about what that experience uh, is like and help them understand what goes into a tenant build-out project and what they should uh, expect when they go to do their project. So let's dig into this a little bit. Uh, Darren, let's start with you. Uh, What prompted Altius to look for new office space? Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Um, Honestly, you know, I think it comes from a deep desire to uh, meet our clients and our consultants where they are. You know, being a part of the social fabric in Milwaukee is important to us to participate in the vibrancy that Milwaukee offers and really just be present, Uh, be present with our development partners, present with our clients and present with our uh, consultants. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what went into the site selection, how we uh, ended up selecting the site that we did in the third ward. Well, first of all, I think you and I, Jonathan, spent a good deal of time um, digging through some of the resources that our uh, clients uh, and our customers have uh, in the way of uh, this type of uh, tenant project, um, you know, the real estate that they own, et cetera. We have a number of relationships with brokers, commercial and otherwise. And so, you know, doing a dive into their portfolios and and finding spaces that uh, resonate from an aesthetic perspective and also, um, you know, from a locational perspective, right, to be, again, a part of uh, the the places in Milwaukee that that sing to us and our clients. Now that we've signed a lease, uh, we'll be at 325 East Chicago in a building owned by uh, Revel Investments. Tell our listeners a little bit more about the planning process and the next steps. You you get the lease signed, and then you have to start building out the space. Tell tell our listeners more about the steps involved in that permits, plans. Sure, and I think Brandon will be able to uh, lead on after this as well regarding pre-construction services, uh, which is something that Brandon has made his uh, you know has been very important to his career. You know, we worked with our team here internally to to begin to develop a program that would fit within the space uh, that was ultimately selected. Of course, the selection of that space also involves uh, a, a fair amount of test fit uh, and programming that goes hand in hand with developing the budget, right? Making sure that not only will the space fit our needs, uh, but it won't be such a deep dive into our pockets that it would make it uh, uh, untenable. After that, you know, we spend a, a good deal of time uh, producing some sketches. Uh, that is uh, the stepping off point with conversations uh, once we engage an architect to help uh, us develop plans and submit for permit. Brandon, let's turn to you for a moment. Uh, so a potential client comes to you and says they're interested in, a, in an office space uh, and they have a, a TI project uh, to be done. 
walk us through the the next steps in that process. How do you engage and and when uh, should you be engaged in the process? Yeah, thank you, Jonathan and Darren. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit more of a general format than specifically about our move, because with our move, you know, everybody's here in house and we're having these, you know, conversations kind of organically and, and stuff throughout our, our daily conversations. But if someone were to call Altius and say, you know, hey, we're thinking about doing this uh, a tenant renovation or a tenant move, you know, what are my next questions you ask, Jonathan? Well, first, I'm really just I'm here to gather information. Right. So I'm going to ask, you know, what are their overall goals, you know, for the project? Is it for more space? Are they just looking to update the finishes and kind of bring new life to the project? Or are they changing programming? Are they are they changing the use or are they changing their entire or have their needs changed, you know, kind of throughout their their um, existence? Uh, the next thing I'll probably ask would be, you know, where are they in the process? Have they talked with an architect at this point? You know, have they had those conversations that Darren mentioned as far as, you know, the, the costs associated? What's their potential budget? You know, what do we have? You know, what's important to us? You know, do we have to add furniture? Do we have to add these things? Um, so where are they within that process? And then finally kind of confirm with them the overall scope um, and the best practices on, on how we achieve that. Once we have those this gathering of information, you know, then we would typically start our pre-construction process or our pre-construction services. Brandon, tell us a little bit more about the steps involved in pre-construction. Um, sure, I can do that. So the pre-construction really consists of, you know, three ultimate, you know, parts. It's the design, the budgeting, and then the bidding of the project. So in the beginning process, now that we've gathered the information, the architects or the designer will go through and they'll start a floor plan. They'll start putting the, the intent of the project on paper. And then we'll, in the process, do several budgets along that, along that process. We'll do a preliminary budget um, to see where the, the project is going as far as costs. It'll be a good time to say, boy, this looks like it's going to cost us a half a million dollars, but we only budgeted $350,000. So, you know, where can we take the design process and kind of pull things back? Or we can say, boy, this is great. Everything's only going to cost us $500,000. Well, we have $600,000 budgeted, so let's keep moving. Um, so we'll go through that process probably on a tenant build out, you know, one or two times, you know, to make sure that we're actually designing what we can afford or what the project can afford. Um, after all that's been established, then we go through um, our bidding process, you know, taking taking on the information that's been provided by the designers, uh, sending it out to bid for subcontractors, um, receiving those sub bids, and then giving our recommendations based on uh, the proper subs, the best use of those subcontractors, and uh, the best price available to us. Brandon, tell us a little bit more about the next steps in the process. So you've gotten through pre-construction, you've gotten your final uh, drawings, you've gotten your building permits. Uh, what does the construction phase look like? Construction, um, there's really two focuses there. It's, well, there's probably more than that, but we'll start with schedule. You know, so now we've established a schedule. This is going to be a three month long project. Is the space occupied or unoccupied? You know, do we does the the client have to live within the space while we're doing construction? All those things can impact not only the cost but the time frame to do it. Uh, so we'll re review those um, requirements. Uh, we'll look at materials. What are long lead time items? What are things that with the supply chain issues that we've been having or with with material shortages? 
you know, what things do we have to order early? And looking at those moving backwards from there, when can we start? Even though we're ready to start now, it may not do us any good if we can't get hollow metal frames or if we can't get electrical equipment, you know, for another six months, it doesn't do us any good to start now and then put the project on hold for a month or two while we wait for materials. So taking a look at all that is very important in the start of the construction space. After that, then we, we get moving on construction, making sure that everything's going as required, as appropriate, and uh, as expected um, throughout the construction process, making sure that the quality is there uh, that we're expecting for our clients, and then uh, making sure that uh, we're maintaining that construction schedule throughout. Share with us a little bit on best practices uh, through your careers and your experiences. Uh, what are some tricks of the trade that you've learned and, and what uh, should clients uh, be aware of go coming into it? For me, um, Darren, I'll, I'll let you kind of add to all this, I suppose. But for me, the you know, I mentioned it a couple of times throughout here is communication is probably the, the, the key for me when dealing with any client, but especially tenant renovations because they move so quickly is making sure that the client will understand what those possible obstacles could be if there's potential delays because of material of availability and making sure that all the coordination within the schedule, you know, they're made aware of things that uh, are possibly changing or possibly being impacted. If the client is surprised, it always goes worse than if the client is informed and knows about all these things ahead of time. That's probably the most, uh, the key for, for me moving forward with all, you know, tenant projects. Yeah, and Brandon, to, to add to that, you know, I think it's critically important, even in a tenant improvement project, to engage um, the pre-construction services uh, of your construction manager as early as possible. You know, each space, each building will have a wide variety of demolition, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, structural considerations that will make each tenant improvement project perform differently from a budget perspective. The other thing that you can't uh, understate is to make sure that you have the balance of the other consultants engaged as, as early as possible from furniture, uh, IT consultants, uh, internet providers, et cetera. I can't tell you how many times I've had a, a tenant improvement project where um, the tenant moves in only to have their internet service provider uh, lag months behind the uh, completion of construction. Um, same thing with furniture, systems furniture. Uh, often has to be in place uh, prior to having an occupancy permit. So all of those things that relate to um, a successful completion of construction um, should really be uh, tracked in tandem. I would add that when you're planning a project, um, just anticipate being a good steward of the municipality's time. Plan exam times have really grown over the last few years. Um, a lot of municipalities are working with uh, less staff and with the sheer increase in construction volume, it's taking a lot longer to acquire permits. It's taking a lot uh, longer to schedule inspections. And, you know, these times can really grow into, into a big portion of the work. So if schedule is one of your uh, primary concerns on a project, really just get out ahead of the municipality. Oftentimes, uh, you know, having your programming and your planning and your budgeting 
all of your pre-construction services uh, in line, you got to get those across the finish line and and produce the information for for the city. Um, as an example, in, in in our project, you know, our tenant improvement project, as we all know, is a very small project uh, that doesn't discount the fact that you need a permit. And so uh, we all know that um, getting getting these things um, permitted and inspected in a proper way is important and you need to really budget that time appropriately. Yeah, I'll add that from my experience, I've, I've been surprised sometimes the things that require a PIP permit uh, in some of the TI projects that I've worked on, even you know, pulling down a, a non-load bearing wall um, where sprinkler heads have had to be moved, HVAC uh, has had to be relocated, um, things that I would not have anticipated that require additional lead time to make sure that the city has time to review the plans uh, before the tenant wants to start their construction um, and have time to be in that space. So I, I would recommend to our listeners to, to be sure to um, engage with their architect uh, and CM firm uh, to engage with the city early on and to, to really understand what permits are going to be needed for their plans and to, to do that sooner than later. And, and you may be surprised that uh, even some uh, what appears to be relatively minor adjustments may also require some permits. You may be in a space where the actual construction takes less time than the plan examination duration. And that's not good or bad. It's just something to be aware of. Tell us a little bit more about the, the turnover. So you've gotten through the build out of the space. Um, what does uh, finishing up uh, the punch list uh, look like and turning the space over to tenants? What are the the common things that are that are lagging? You touched a little bit on that, Darren. Um, what does it take to get the space finally ready to turn it over for a tenant? Um, construction turnover, Jonathan, that is, you know, after everything is completed um, and we're ready for punch list, the architects or the engineers will come through, uh, review, you know, what things either need to be touched up or need to be repaired or might even be missing. Um, you know, that list is obviously put together and we, we work our hardest as a collective group to make sure that all those items are rectified, you know, within a, a week or two of, of the completion of the project. The inspection process, you know, as all of our, our subs, you know, get their final inspections and our occupancy inspections, you know, the review of the, the city um, authorities is obviously always important to make sure that you know the process is followed and and we get our little piece of paper that everyone's chasing at the end which is our occupancy permit um, sometimes if things go awry or if things you know some of those material things or items are uh, delayed because of of the the current status of, of things these days you know we'll work under a temporary occupancy with the owner and with the city to make sure that they can use their space you know, as they required, um, if there are some things that still need to be uh, completed at the end. Well, finally, uh, last question for you guys. Last night was the Super Bowl. Uh, any favorite commercials or highlights from the Super Bowl last night? Brandon, I'll let you go first. Me? Well, I must admit that I fell asleep about <laughs> two minutes into the fourth quarter. And when I woke up, the Chiefs were holding up the trophy. So... <laughs> I would say the best part of the game was was actually when I woke up because I was rooting for the Chiefs yesterday. Um, but I got to tell you, it was, you know, obviously it wasn't as exciting a game as everyone else probably thought it was. But um, 
<laughs> That's my Super Bowl story. Well, my my highlight uh, was the fact that we cut our weekend short so my daughter could come home early and work a shift for another gentleman uh, at the restaurant who wanted to take the night off to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, she went in for about 45 minutes and because nobody was there, because they were all at home watching the Super Bowl, she was able to get home to us right away. So that was my highlight. All right, guys, my, my highlight was the Duncan commercial with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, my wife had to explain that one to me. I guess the paparazzi have caught him frequently at Duncan. And so the joke is, does he actually work there? So hmm. I thought that was uh, pretty clever. So uh, did you see that one where he's working the drive through at Duncan? Yes, I did see that one. I was not sleeping at that time. And, and then J-Lo pulls through the, the drive through and sees him working the drive through. Anyway. Uh, thank you guys very much for spending time with us today. Your shared expertise is very valuable and uh, appreciate you taking some time to explain to our listeners uh, what would be involved in their tenant improvement project. And if you ever have a project and would like to uh, talk more with us, please do not hesitate to reach out to Altius Building Company. Uh, also, stay tuned for future knowledge chat episodes uh, of Behind Closed Boards, where we will feature interviews, how-to chats, and brews with building reviews. Check us out online at www.altiusbuildingco.com or your favorite podcast service. Take care.